All right, should we get into it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about some basketball. All right, so here's the thing. So I've been trying to find podcasts that exclusively talk about the Memphis Tigers and the Memphis Grizzlies. And there are some, but most of them are just like clones of Bill Simmons and like just talking about like data and analytics and no one's talking from the heart about Mm -hmm. these teams. So I was hoping that we could just, you know, throw data and science out the window and kind of just speak from the heart because, you know, home is where the heart is and we're all huge fans of these hometown teams, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Memphis Tigers. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're, we're homers. Uh, but to be home. to be fair, to be fair, I think uh, like I, I don't really follow the whole media scene, but Chris Vernon is uh, is a man who speaks from the heart and yeah. has Memphis at his heart. He does he's have also, Memphis in the best. He's interest. not a huge Tigers fan though. Not a lot of right. lot of Tigers content. It's it's pretty much Grizzlies. Yeah, and that's a problem because right now we're in a renaissance of Memphis basketball. Uh, the Tigers have, you know, maybe this weekend we will add our second five-star recruit. Precious. You know? Precious. Precious. Uh, can we, one of you guys, say his last name. Based on a novel pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> oh, is that I, it? Is that not the one? I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm dyslexic. Oh, shoot. What? I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> That was it. pretty close, I think, Court. I don't want to, see, we got to treat these guys with respect. Of course. Um, of course. However, I'm going to guess it's at Shawa. Yeah. Achua. I've, I've been saying Achua. But Achua? Yeah, Achua. We'll see. How do you pronounce Lester's last name? Quinones. Oh, Quinones? Quinones. Okay, wow. I was pronouncing it closer. I'm not even going to try because that's <sighs> you guys sound so right. And I just can't I, I can't wait to listen back to this and be like, oh my God, how did we not know how to, spe- how to like, the, the top five pick in the draft? Like, how did we not know how to pronounce his name? <laughs> Fu- yeah, future Naismith. Like is it, okay, wait. Here's a problem. Nice Lester's a Long Islander, by the way. Lester's a, a New Yorker. Yeah, from Long Island. That's pretty cool. Uh, With no ties to the team, really. That's what was so fascinating about his signing. Yeah, it's Penny, man. Penny's Penny can recruit. So let's talk about Penny Gordon. What do you guys say about swag. Penny Hardaway? He's got that swag. I've been, I'm in this big orange country over here, over in Knoxville, and everybody wants to talk about Pastor Rick. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna get all the boys. He's gonna get all the boys uh, on the rat track. You know. I don't. Tell me more about it because I've been intentionally ignorant about all matters Rick Barnes. Yeah, and all matters UT. There's really, there's really not much more to say. He put together a good team this year. Good for him. They, you know, they're one of those old teams that you know were around. Had uh, Grant Williams for a number of years. Had Admiral for all four years. Right, like you know, he built the team. Barnes did, but you know, Penny's just like I say, he's got. He's got something else. He's he's making people look at him. He's you know wearing the wearing his foams to all the games. He's dressing like he you know was in the NBA for a while, and people don't like that quote unquote NBA attitude. And it's like, all right, well, what does Wait, that mean? What do you mean people don't like the NBA? Who says Wait, that? Can we can we cut through this this <laughs> fine sheet of quote unquote NBA attitude? I mean, I think we know what quote unquote NBA <laughs> attitude means to fucking excuse me, fucking East Tennessee. <laughs> Like, I, I think there are plenty of people out here who are very great, who care about their balls, care about football, don't give a shit about basketball. 
And then they turn around and they're like, well, Penny's recruiting our guys. Penny's getting our guys. What's happening? What's happening? He must be paying them. It's like, no, they like him. They want to play for him. What are you talking also, about? To interject, everyone is paying everybody. Uh, like, I think true. we just have to look past this, like, he's recruiting kids just because, you know, he's gotten the league, like, blah, blah. I don't – we're paying people. UT's paying people. Duke's paying people. Everyone's getting sh- paid. Because they should be paid. Because like, they hard should is be. This? How Pay hard the is fucking this? players. Amen. Amen. So yeah, I, heard they, I heard they believes... paid for an arena. I heard somebody paid for a stadium. Oh, well. Well, John. better the players better not get paid this, for the arena. This is uh, breaking news from our, our investigative reporter, Jonathan Edelman. Uh, I went on the, the ground, and I paid for a ticket. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I to, and he looked around, and he was like, who paid for this stadium? <laughs> this has to be an NCAA violation. <laughs> So I think a big part of – Gordon, correct me if I'm wrong here, but is Tennessee an Adidas school? I believe it is. It may have just gone Nike because I just mm. – this is purely from personal experience, but I got a, a shirt that had a Nike swoosh on it. That's the only piece uh-huh. of orange I have. It's a gray shirt. Don't worry. I'm not wearing all orange. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, had, to, had to put on the – had to put on the, the mask for a little while to blend into a, a Florida tailgate crowd. Uh, or That's a lose-lose, man. Crowd. It's never, no, nothing good happened there. Nothing good happened that <laughs> night, but we don't need to get into that. Let's skip uh, that, man. Yeah, let's definitely skip that. But no, so, I mean, it's, yeah. On the topic of Penny Hardaway, I want you all to do, let's do, this is going to be bad radio, but I want to do a little exercise. Mm-hmm. So in your Chrome tab, go to ESPN.com. Let me know when you're there. Okay, I'm there. I'm not looking at the score. All right, don't look at the score. Now I want you to find the NCAA M for men's basketball tab. I want you to click on that. They've been relegated to the uh, the little three dots. Yeah, so it's three dots because that a season. Yeah. All right. What do you see on the homepage? That's the shot. That's our that's our uh, our leader right there. That's Penny Hardaway. That's our captain. It says Memphis makes its move. Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers have been among the stories of the early offseason. They make a big move up Joe Lenardi's latest NCAA bracket projection. I'm looking at it. They have us as a four seed, and they have us playing in my current state of California in Sacramento. California. In the top bracket. So they have us as a four seed? Yeah, Memphis is a four seed. Four seed. So, like... I don't know. I think we're going to be better than a four seed. Absolutely. If the floor is a four, though, I'm like, let's talk about the house music. The four on the floor. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty into a, like, that's a good expectation for me. Because if you look right below Memphis, Tennessee is a six seed. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's like a, that's, I mean, it's obviously a drop for Tennessee. Big drop. They're just losing players, not, don't have a great class coming in. Yeah, and they I mean, lost. They're, I mean, they're honestly lost kind Grant, of off my radar. They lost okay. Grand Admiral too, so I mean that's that's not that's not good for them. Yeah, um, so but they still got Jordan Bone. They still got some pieces, but I think we're going to come mean, into a, a six top seed is still top twenty five though. Six seed is still right. top twenty five. Yeah, that that is an out. I mean that's out large, and they're putting us in all caps because they think that we're going to be the automatic qualifier from our conference. Right. So be. very early preseason pick to win the conference i like that i like that a lot um but i let's look at let's get out of the weeds here because again we're talking numbers we're talking anything that has a number to do with it which i frankly think there is no place in sports for any data or any analytics 
No. Can I give you the subject of uh, what I think my dream was the other night? Please. <laughs> Please, Jono. This is Jono's <laughs> dream corner. It's Honestly, it's like, I don't remember. <laughs> it's our newest, it's our newest recurring segment <laughs> on the show. It's Jono's dream I think dream I had corner. a dream about James Wiseman, and he was Ooh. just, like, dominating. He was just dunking. It was just James Wiseman. Dominating the floor. <laughs> No, I was watching the game. He oh, was dominant. I, I think I was like sitting. I must have been courtside. Like it's a dream, so I was very close up. Okay. I think I just had a dream of the all the highlights I've been watching. Oh man. <laughs> James Wiseman dunking on everyone. This is Jono doing the real work, guys. This is Jono. This is Jono. I've been doing the scouting the report, and my brain just goes on automatic. So once I fall asleep, it doesn't stop scouting. Wow. Never stop. And the scouting stop. report is that if you put somebody who is roughly 6'2 on James Wiseman, <laughs> you'll, you'll get a dunk out of the inbound play. I don't know if that... that uh, we're going to have to check the tape on that, Jada. I think okay. I like okay. everything you're saying, except I just want to flag you brought height into the equation. In fact, you brought anything that could be used in an equation into the equation. Uh, numbers. He is tall, <laughs> and he was playing against short people. Ah. I'm just saying it back to you to make sure I understand the concept. <laughs> uh, Spencer, there's some nuances you didn't pick up on, but through and through, you know, like, you got it pretty close. Is All right. That, that's, that's fine. Um, let's Here's see. a question that I have for you about Penny Hardaway. Lay it on me. There is uh, an old saying over you saying you can't coach height. Mm. Can you? Can. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fair question. I think, well, let's take, you know, let's dive down into the depths of our NBA knowledge. David Robinson grew once he got to college. It's true. Can we rule out that the coach taught him how to be tall? Look, as the resident tall person on this podcast, not that y'all aren't tall. Not that y'all aren't tall. No, no, you're a tall tall person. What's your height? Okay, let's number, pause on the number, uh, the the number embargo. The number embargo. I am, uh, I am all of, like, I say 6'4". It's a little under that, but it's 6'4". I think uh, he's like 6'7", dude. Yeah, I'm like 6'12". So, okay. <laughs> uh, so, as a resident tall person on this podcast, like, I, I just... I, the... <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're just establishing, you're just positioning. I'm just establishing, establishing. I'm just establishing. Yeah. We're Gordon's just that. like, for Cut the listeners, <laughs> let, us, let me remind you that I am very tall. Oh, Moving no, I, on. I, I, I remember what I was going to say now. As resident tall person on this podcast, you can coach height. You can absolutely coach height. Okay. I was, I was, I was all of, you know, five six when I was in fifth grade, and I yelled at myself for hours on end, like, "Get fucking taller, get wow. taller." Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. So, self coached, self coached, self taught. <laughs> you know, by the bootstraps. <laughs> I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps, even though that is a physical impossibility that needs to be cut out of all <laughs> language and extinguished from existence, if if at all possible. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm on. I'm now on the record as height can be coached. I don't be love on the don't love the extermination talk, but we'll move past. It. <laughs> on on another note, though, Gordon. You also have the most. You have played basketball at the highest level of all three of us. So Look, tell tell us about your experience. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to keep bragging, but I'm going to keep bragging. I have played I have played basketball at at an organized level with people who have played in Europe. So like you know, I, it's okay. I'm I'm doing all right for myself. Basketball. That's true. It's true. Shout, John, shout out Andre Boone Hollins. Andre Andre Hollins. That's absolutely right. Andre Hollins. Were you playing basketball at a Coached level, Jono? 
Uh, yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> I let's see, Spencer. So I think I, I blame it on my lack of upper body strength forced me into an early retirement. When I don't think I could like I don't think I could like push the ball hard enough to get it to the hoop. I I, I don't know how old I was. I I could have I think around probably six. Yeah. <laughs> the youngest age you can possibly pay, play basketball. I, I will say, I remember in middle school, John O'Shot was one of the best. It was Steph Curry level of, of like form and style and substance. And somehow, fifth grade comes around. We go to his backyard. He starts shooting, and I'm like, "Where did he go?" Where'd he go? <laughs> uh, I pulled a I pulled a Fultz. It's true. It's true. <laughs> A real fifth grade Markel Fultz. So that's what we called you. We had no idea who the fuck that guy was, but we were like, "Hey, Jono, you gotta really—it's—it's it's the Fultz disease." I know he was definitely born at that point, but I oh, also like sure. to think that Markel Fultz wasn't born yet, and that we right. willed this into existence by like kind of bullying. He, he at least wasn't reborn. Mm. And Gordon, Gordon, as our resident Christian, can tell us He's about Catholic, rebirth. Jonah. He's not Christian. We, yeah. oh, sorry, you Christian, you Catholic. <laughs> my favorite question for growing up in the in the south uh, well what are you <laughs> <laughs> well well what are you are you christian or catholic <laughs> um, uh, wait so to bring it back to the tigers yes and just to break all of our rules is it is it a classic pace in space are we are mm. we pacing and spacing are we getting shooters and are we putting uh wiseman under the rim? Dude, no. Well, maybe, because, like, all these guys are, like, they're fast, you know? Yeah, like, you look at the offense, the offense that Penny ran last year, he was trying to get them to run an up-tempo, fast-paced offense. Yeah. And then he made adjustments towards the end of the year, and he got the kids to really buy in. But, like, you have – you're returning Tyler Harris. You're returning Alex Lomax. Those guys are speedy. And, yeah, they can shoot threes. So, I, I, think, I think it is, to save John's point, it is space and pace. Yeah. I don't know why I disagreed initially. I guess I just wanted to talk. <laughs> I felt like That's I had to That's fine. We allow, we allow changing minds on this podcast is encouraged. <laughs> it's We're here for the discourse. Yeah, one mind at a time. We're changing minds one mind at a time in real time. So, so what about Tyler Harris minutes? How's he, how's he going to do on I'm minutes? concerned with Lomax and Harris minutes. I think okay. that, that what they bring to the table and like it's crazy to talk about college players as like glue guys or as like real right. locker room guys. Yeah. But I mean you look at them and like they've they've both been coached by Penny since they were in sixth grade. Right. Uh, you know, they, they know how to get other people to buy in. A lot of the players that are coming in, uh, I think Lomax played with Wiseman at East, if my memory's correct. I think that's right then if that, you know, I have been wrong before. I love being wrong. I'm very open to in, incorrect information. <laughs> Some of my most confident statements are incorrect. <laughs> but that being said, uh, you know, I think that we have a, a core group of guys that are returning that know what it looks like when you buy into Penny. And I, I, I think we will look back at the last four to five games of Penny's first season as his, like, coming out party yeah i think that's totally right i think you know as much as we see like tyler harris and alex lomax because they're kind of smaller guys as you know the the rookies the young guns all that kind of stuff especially with all those juco transfers that tubby brought in that penny molded 
like they're gonna be the sort of old guard now with all these freshmen coming in, even even being the star class they are, and they're gonna need leaders to step up. I'm not saying Wiseman's not gonna need to be a leader or Precious or whoever it is, but those guys are gonna be. You're totally right. They're gonna be the guys that have already know Penny's system. They've been playing with him for years. A lot of these guys have been playing with him for years, but they know how it works at the college level. Yeah, and you know that's that's huge. That's you can't undervalue that. I do have a question though, which is how many games are like okay. So what is a disappointing season for us next year? And like like we have to make the tournament. We have to beat Tennessee. Yes. Uh, I think we have. When was the last time we haven't won it? Cincinnati in nearly a decade. Is that right? Yeah. Like got to. Mick Cronin's gone, right? Yeah, he's gone. He's coaching UCLA now. Right. Um, but the bracketology still has Cincinnati as a 10 seed, so like they're still projected sure. this early to be a tournament team. Right. So what is a disappointment? Like what would – Jono, you are one of the most – you're one of the least disappointed. I feel like I've never seen you disappointed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever been disappointed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what is this emotion you speak of? Yeah. Um, okay. So here's, to be honest and frank, I would say that if we don't get to the Sweet Sixteen, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I think bottom line, like you know, why do you play the games? To you win. Play for the you play for the championship. Yeah. Right. Um. So that's that's kind of the bottom line. Other things that I would like to highlight the season: running it up uh, in Knoxville. Just Hell run yeah. it up. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be. Um, like let's let's watch them leave early. Yeah. Oh my God. Watch yeah, them so, beat the rush. Yeah. Would love that. Yeah. Um, and like Cincinnati, I feel like isn't as much of a hated rival because uh, I don't know. It, it feels like we like since the CUSA disbanded so long ago, if we feel like you know like like sojourning brothers. Yeah. yeah. Just going through it. Um, but I would I would still just like to to take it to them as well. That, that sounds like a nice one. I'd like I, to I don't win know if there are any other too. huge, huge type. Well, um, we play Oregon and there's some, so there's some good drama with Oregon because one of the, the Lawson brothers, the, the Memphis basketball royalty family, right. the last Lawson committed to Oregon over Memphis. So I would like to see us just for recruiting because you know, Penny Hardaway, like the, his shoe is the second best selling shoe of, of Nike's line and Oregon Mm -hmm. is obviously like the Nike school. So I really think that no matter who wins the game, I'm I'm kind of forming this out. Nike is the real winner of Oregon versus Memphis. Yeah, that's very true. The the branding could not be better. Nike finds a way to win everything. (laughs) Nike wins all. Does that have anything to do with why the game is scheduled in the first place? That's you're asking the hard hitting questions. This is some investigative journalism. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a multi part series. I think oh, you're yeah. right. Absolutely, dig deep. So this yeah, this is the but, it, but table it, for now. Oh absolutely. yeah, we'll table it <laughs> once let's John talk... gets the facts. <laughs> All right, let's talk some. So I don't know about y'all. Actually, I do know that y'all have also been doing this. We have been talking to anything with a pulse, and sometimes things without pulses. Like I talk to my like desk chair about this frequently. <laughs> about how incredible the Penny Hardaway signing was. Everyone that I've worked with in the past year is tired of hearing me talk about Penny Hardaway. Oh, yeah. But, th- like, we called it. Yeah, 
100%. I mean, sometimes the choice is just, like, so obvious that people have to, like, get in their contrarianism. Yeah. Or, like, it's clearly going to work out so well that, like, they just, like, don't like it because they're haters. Mm. Yeah. Right? There's a I lot think that's that. it. And it's, like, so obvious because now we're, like, one year in. We have a top recruiting class. Right. Um, like, obviously, ticket sales because of that are going to be huge. Penny is the voice of the Memphis airport now. <laughs> that's huge. Let's talk about right? that. Who yeah. is our biggest person in the city? It's Penny. Make him the fucking coach. Yeah. God. The head coach of the Tigers basketball. And then, like, things just start rolling. Like, it's just, um, you know, he was he's our best move. And, like, it was just, it's just obvious. You, you, you put him in checkmate. When you have checkmate, you put him in checkmate. I yeah. think it, it shows you how important he is to this city when we can have a guy who's been doing an amazing job as AD and Tom Bowen leave and have almost no one give a shit. Like, Do we I, know I, why he left, by the way? I, he said to pursue better opportunities. I assume it's the thing everybody has imagined him doing, which is like going to a bigger school or finding something. Maybe something else will come out about that. But it Do sure you think it's like, defense contracting? Yeah, I think it's defense contracting. <laughs> I think he's just like, he's really cashing in on uh, on this next war with Iran we're about to go into, which is yeah. a fun thing to bring up on a basketball podcast. <laughs> so uh, He's got a lot of connections to our current defense secretary. He does. He's a big John Bolton fan. Uh, mm. but, Not to be confused with Michael. I was about to say, I think I was thinking of Michael. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but no, I mean, I, it's amazing that we can have that guy who's built the football program, who brought Penny in, who did all these great things, leave. And the Twitter, like, whatever, has been nothing. Like well, let's look at nothing. all the other things that are happening. You no, know? It's, it's great. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, that's not a complaint. It's purely an observation of, like, that's how much Penny means to the city, to the program, to the team, to everybody. Um, and it's just, it's awesome. It's incredible to have. I don't know, I don't know of any other school that has that right now where yeah. you could have a really successful, higher-ranked person leave and still feel super confident other than, like, really established people like Duke, you know, like, I don't know, Bama could lose their AD for, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to right. imagine. Big 10 schools, SEC schools, because, because people are going to be so. lining up for those jobs. Right. So even, even so, like, I, you know, I think you could lose some of those ADs and, and still have them go, uh, I'm a little worried about that. And I don't yeah. think anybody's worried right now. My like, first concern, my first concern was like, does this mean that we're about to get investigated? Because anytime, like, an AD leaves, like, if he's right. trying to go to another school, like, all, like, all of the haters on Twitter, like, Reddit, you know, every sports podcast that, well, I say every, all four of the podcasts I've been able to find that actually acknowledge that Memphis even exists. Right. Like, people are, you know, there's rumors of, like, improper recruiting strategy and not the fact that you have two all-NBA players, one NBA champion and an right. all-NBA coach on the coaching staff. Right. Like, Not the fact that they're the most buzzy, like, the most, like, talked-about coaching staff in the country, especially yeah. among the kids who know the most about basketball. Right? Totally. The kids who are paying the most attention to basketball and who the coaches are. Yeah. Like, they're the biggest thing in, in town right now. So my biggest concern is, A, we got investigated, but yeah. I have – I got a number – as y'all know me, I'm – I can worry about literally anything – if given, yeah. you know, 
nothing. I don't even need the opportunity. I can just worry in my sleep. The way John a, a little bit of runway, a little bit of runway. Yeah, I need like, like a quarter inch of runway. But I have a big concern, and this kind of came up this uh, during March Madness this year when I remember seeing on Twitter that Mike Miller was being considered for the UNLV coaching job. So I don't think that I think that it's so easy to just like credit Penny, 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 Penny. Um, but I just don't want us to forget the other coaches on the staff because yeah. they're terrific coaches and it would be a real shame. I mean, I'm, I'm very like Mike Miller's a hell of a recruiter. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? Was it Boogie Boogie Ellis who was like, I want to be coached by Mike Miller because yeah, of the I think, three I think shot. He's, the, he's like the prime recruiter for some of the players. Yeah, right. for sure. and that's just frightening he's, he's the point guy. Because, like, look at this, like, I think we're going to look back at the Penny Hardaway coaching tree the way that we look at the Greg Popovich coaching tree of just, like... I mean, to be fair to Mike Miller, he is a person in his own right. You yeah. know, he, it's not yeah. like Penny molded him, you know. He, he, he's, uh... That's, that's my cat. If you got if uh, listeners out there can hear Rusty, he wants me to open the door for him. Aww. <laughs> Rusty. Right. You guys take it away for a minute. But I'm just, you know, here's, here is my pie-in-the-sky dream for the Memphis Tigers, yeah. which is obviously we win a national championship. That goes without saying. Right. But I think the next – because you're, you're, you're probably going to ask yourself, what is the next recruiting victory – for the Tigers. And maybe it'll happen this weekend if Precious commits, and then we will maybe have... I mean, people are talking about preseason number one rankings if Precious commits. Yeah. What I want for the Tigers, in addition to national championship, is for LeBron James's kid to commit to the Tigers. That'd be... Yeah. Not... I don't, I don't know how good he actually is or if he just gets the most coverage because he's LeBron's kid, but, I mean, LeBron is on record saying that growing up, his favorite player was Penny Hardaway. That he wanted to be dominant like Michael Jordan, but he modeled his game after Penny. And he's boys with, uh, Mike. with Mike Miller. Yeah. yeah, they won two rings together. And look, I think the other, how how far how far out is is LeBron's kid right now? Like, what what grade is he in right now? I have no idea. Yeah, I just I, I think like I think he's young enough that he's not either not in high school or in early high school. And if that's I think the he's case, a freshman or sophomore. Yeah, if that's the case, I I totally agree with you because it's like it's it's a national championship. This year or soon. I think this year is our best shot with Wiseman and Precious and all these guys who are yep. probably going to be one and done. But, like, beyond that, you got to think beyond that a little bit. And we got to have the, the staying power. Like, and I know Penny will, especially if he actually capitalizes on this class he's brought in. But, you know, that, that type of, like, forward-looking, like, I want to get LeBron's kid four years from now. He already did it with Mike Miller's kid. And obviously that's an easy sell because it's Mike Miller's kid. Yeah. You don't have to do much recruiting other than like, hey, I you know pay for you to live. I made you. <laughs> um, literally. Well, his, like, his, let's also give Mrs. Miller a lot of credit there. Oh, got to. Got to. Can't, can't leave out the ladies. We're a, we're a, very, pro, we're a very feminist podcast. But I do – that, that's a good point because I do want us – I challenge us to get into uh, the, the women's tigers, like the lady tigers. Really because, you know, how, we got to put our, our money where our mouth is. Like yeah. if we care about all basketball in Memphis, we as a podcast need to cover the lady tigers just as much. So Totally, totally agree. Just saying totally that. Agree. Yeah, and I gotta actually look stuff up about that because I, I feel bad that I, I haven't. You know, I mean, the Lady Vols are all over this town, so 
you know, we gotta gotta give it up for the Lady Tigers. But you are in the Tennessee deep state right now, Gordon. Oh, deeply, deeply in the Tennessee deep state. Like, uh, as an operative of Memphis, it is your job to <laughs> to evangelize yeah. and radicalize people to become <laughs> Lady Tiger <Yep>. fans. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual Tiger fans, because that, that's just not, that's outside the realm of possibility. But, but Lady Tiger fans, we could work on them. We could, we could get them there. Because yeah. they don't have an ingrained you know, loyalty to anyone else that I can think of. I think that as I take the advice of, uh, of, of I'm blocking on his name, uh, shoot, he's a writer, basketball writer from San Antonio. Chase Serrano? Uh, yeah, so I take Shea Sharana's advice. Like, I am becoming a Sparks fan this year. Candace oh, yeah. Parker's on the team. All-time great Lady Vol. Pat Summit's an icon. Right. You know, I do love seeing women from the state of Tennessee prosper. I was about to say, I think that's, that's the one true. place we can, we can, like, soften, or we I can soften on Tennessee, is that, like, you know, I, I appreciate Pat Summit. I appreciate everything she did. I think she's an incredible person and incredible did incredible things for for sports and you know for women but but i think sports generally so yeah i mean as much as we're gonna hate on tennessee a lot a lot we're gonna hate on we're gonna hate on that big orange crap a lot how many how many men's programs play on courts named after women it's true it might just be tennessee it it truly might i mean it's it's unusual and it's amazing, and you know I think when you guys were here, you guys saw the statue of Pat Summit. You know, we you saw how much reverence is given to her, and it's it's incredible. I, I oh, love yeah. that such a it's like a, it's masculine. a shrine. Yeah, exactly. It's just a, yeah, it's a beautiful like statue, a little area they set up, and anyway, it's it's amazing to see such a like you know sometimes overly masculine, overly football, overly all that stuff town like just give it up for this incredible, incredible woman, so. I just love all of us being like, no, no, I love women's basketball. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's great. No, we're not fucking misogynists. Like, No, really just like, Spencer, oh, you're right. Yeah, Damn like, it, damn we it, fucking Spencer. didn't I was thinking shit. about this before we recorded, guys. I was like, I was like, you know what? When was the last time we, I don't think I ever went to a Lady Tigers game growing up. That's true. And despite no. the fact that they're getting blown out by, at times, 70 points against UConn, like, yeah. you know, Growing right. pains, but then again, literally <laughs> right. every team like UConn's B side would get would get blown out by seventy points against UConn. So. Probably anyway, but anyway. So or should we start saying Pennyway instead of anyway? <laughs> anyway, or is that too on the nose? Way too on the nose. It's very on the nose. I have a a suggestion for something a way in which we can hate on Tennessee. Okay. okay. Because I was I've been listening to this series of uh, Civil War podcasts. Ooh. Anyway, so I propose that we call Rick Barnes, Rick Andrew Johnson Barnes. And then eventually we get rid of the Rick and the Barnes and we just refer to him as Andrew Johnson. I think that's great. Yes. You know, uh, I don't know what else to say. He's, he's in Knoxville. Like, uh, he will be impeached. Uh, <laughs> We're mounting a campaign to impeach Rick Barnes. <laughs> I think he's going to do it to himself. I think that if you're a head coach of a team, but this is kind of what we're talking about with Sweet 16 being our, our floor, is that Rick Barnes led arguably the most talented Tennessee team since Bruce Pearl, maybe of all time, to the Sweet 16 and got, like, a Calipari contract extension. Yeah, which is like, crazy. That's ridiculous. 
Yeah. That's like a Memphis move, dude. That's like Josh Pastner almost <laughs> making the NIT and Memphis right. being like, all right, here's like a quarter of a billion dollars for 18 here the, years. Here are the keys to the castle. Do you remember that? Do you remember his contract? Oh, my God. It, like, makes Chandler Parsons look like a bargain. <laughs> what a perfect is, is that our segue? Is that our segue? What a perfect segue, Spencer. Can we repeat that every every episode? <laughs> we gotta, Josh we Pastner all... makes Chandler <laughs> Parsons. And that makes Chandler Parsons look like a bargain. We have and on the that, Grizzlies. <laughs> we always Here's have the... to segue using either Chandler Parsons or Josh Pastner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's talk some Grizz basketball, because... You know, we could talk yeah. about the Tigers until the cows come home. It's true. And I would be so happy to do so. And we will. So, we will. Are, wait, how, what's real the, quick. What's the state of... Okay, yeah, Spencer. Memphis Madness. Who's performing? Oh, man. Everybody. Block Who boy, wouldn't want to perform? Did you, know that, uh, did you know that... I'm going to fuck this up. Uh, is it Young Dolph is on Zach Randolph's label? Oh shit! Really? Really? Is he the money bag? Fuck! I need to look it up. But I Zach didn't know Randolph had a ra- had a label. Yeah. So you That's guys keep talking because I'm gonna look this up. Okay. Cool. Cool. Should we talk about Memphis Madness or the Grizzlies? Yeah. I mean, uh, why not Memphis Madness? We're still we're we're on it. We're on it. So I mean, what are we talking about? With Who cares? Madness? Is is my question. <laughs> are they playing the games or are they not playing the games? Okay, fine. We can move They're on. about to play I, the games. <laughs> let's move. Let's move on. Oh, okay. Let's talk some Grizzlies basketball. Okay. So I was listening to, I'm not going to, you know, I think it's important for us as a young podcast to immediately start beef because <laughs> people like conflict. Of course. Uh, I shouldn't have given like reached out the olive branch to Chris Vernon. Just, no, no, it's fine. Just... I like Chris Vernon because he he's oh. he's all about Tony Allen, and anyone who gives Tony Allen a platform oh. is on my like Mount Rushmore of Mount Rush. Like Chris Vernon should be on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> this whole show is just a, a big, long, long plot to like give Tony Allen another platform of his own. Exactly. If we can transfer, if we right. can transfer this to Tony Allen's full possession in under a year. <laughs> We will have accomplished every goal we set out for this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. So that being said, I would like to formally declare beef on the Grizzly Bear Blues podcast. <laughs> I gotta start listening to the Grizzly Bear Blue podcast. <laughs> no, you don't have to because I did. I've done it on several occasions, and it's okay. just bad. This would be like a reading like, series, like a listening. Who runs series. it, why, Spencer? Why is it bad? It's bad because they don't talk about the issues; they talk about the data. <laughs> And Fuck. I don't watch a small market team to get lost in Moneyball like analytic bullshit. John Spencer has a plan for that, okay? Yeah, Spencer has a plan for that. I'm tired. I am not. I, I want to take the power out of big radio. <laughs> is it is it fair that big data has no place in big radio? Yes. <laughs> Leave it, leave it for the screens. Leave it for the screens. Leave it for the computers. Yeah. What do we talk about, John? What do people like to see in data? In data? What, what about data do people like seeing? Resident data expert, John. I, I guess they like to see trends. They like to data? see it visualized. Oh, visualized. Data <laughs> yes. visualization. Yes. Radio is not a data medium. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's not a people, visual medium. It's not a visual medium. No, wait, but Spencer, let me... So, okay... You got your your X, Y, and Z axis, right? <laughs> Already lost me. <laughs> Already <laughs> gone. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, you got your XYZ. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, okay, so then, okay, uh, your first vector is going to be at at. <laughs> I'm proving a point here. All right. Is it a point or proving a vector? Ayo. Hey, um, <laughs> let's, let's not, let's not, don't tease me like that, Spencer. <laughs> I just don't, no, but I'm serious. Like, it's really I listened John to going. All I wanted was a reaction to us getting the number two pick in the draft. And they were excited about that. But then I yeah. started talking about, like. Wait, Spencer, what the fuck did you just say? Wait, oh, what? yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies, I don't, this is shocking. Yeah, we have the wait. number two pick in the NBA draft. We what? have the number two pick in the NBA draft? We have the wait. number two pick. How did, you guys, how did you guys find out about this? Like, when you, when you heard it, what was your reaction? So I was in therapy, and <laughs> <laughs> my cell phone started exploding, and I yeah. meant to turn my phone off before I went in because I knew the lottery was going to get announced. Right. And thankfully, we were, like, winding down the session, and I don't want to be one of these podcasts that talks about, oh, I go to a therapist, like, blah, 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 but... Rubicon's been crossed. <laughs> we're like, already there. <laughs> already there. We've committed and, all of the podcast faux pas. Talking about how we're on a podcast about every seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> talking now about I'm, therapy. Having so just bleep podcast in post-production. Just bleep the word podcast. <laughs> oh, God. John, will you write a script to aid me in doing that? If, if I quit my job tomorrow, then I will do that. Okay. But I think Let I have to go to work. John is quitting his job. His job. <laughs> but... <laughs> I was I was I was in a room, no windows in the room. There's a very no. small doggy door. The the therapist gets to enter in a person sized door, but I have to get down on all fours. <laughs> it's part of uh, it's part of Jungian uh, you know Jungian psychology. So I crawl in through my little door, my little dog door, and then Spencer, are I, you into a dominatrix? Is that what this is? I thought all therapists were lesser. Oh, they not? Uh, Spencer, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk through. I mean, I knew my mom's a psychologist, so she right. doesn't wear leather, but I thought ah, therapists yeah. did wear. Yeah. Well, in any case... Let's talk I, about this off-pod. I'd, I'd finished drinking out of my giant gerbil bottle when my phone started <laughs> vibrating, and I was like, either people are... Either it's Jono and Gordon saying, fuck, fuck, this sucks, or something good happened. So I did a big no-no, and I pulled my phone out in a session... And I shouted, holy fucking shit, the Grizzlies had the number two pick. And she says, I don't know what that means, but, but I'll see you next week. And I said, great. And then I called both of you guys and yeah, we flipped out. We did. That's how it went down. Where, what sure happened for you, John? How did it go down for you? Um, I was comfortably home in time for the, uh, the draft. I had my TV on. I First, I watched the Ringer lead up to the actual draft. So they had like a pre-draft show and they did rankings um, on which team had the best karma points in order to like who deserved the number one pick. And it was all bullshit. Who deserved According to them, was it the Knicks? I, I don't fucking I know. Bet it was because, the they had the, because they barely mentioned, they're like, yeah, and the Grizzlies and like their ownership or something. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Weirdly fuck enough, like, directly correlated to the size of the media market. What? Like, yes. the Grizzlies, like, built up, like, a great team out of, like, the, you know, we, we pulled our bootstraps and we molded mm. our bootstraps, melted them down, and built a basketball team out of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, and like that era ended. And so, you know, like, we're, we've kind of, like, somewhat ungracefully, but somewhat gracefully, like, 
we at least tried to win games at the end of the season. Like, coach firings haven't been great, but, like, we've at least have, like, franchise players who are still, you know, like, giving the team some dignity. And so, like, I think because of all that, we deserve to have the second pick. I agree. Right? right? We're kind of done it the right way. We yeah. haven't just, like, gone belly up. And also, let's talk karma points for a second. Like, Tony Allen hasn't been on an NBA team in, like, two years now. Where does he mm-hmm. still go and volunteer on Thanksgiving? Right. In Memphis. Yeah. Zach Randolph hasn't been on the Grizzlies in a solid, what, two years now, a year now? Where does he still live? I believe it's Memphis. Yeah, it's Memphis. it is. Mike Conley has won, like, the Community Service Award more than any player. This is, I don't know if this is true. Than true. any player it's true, in the it's history true. of the league. There's <laughs> yeah, karma. Absolutely. Karma. It's all karma. And I, ever, I know karma. every team has an outreach program, but I can't think of a franchise that means more to... I mean, look, the Grizzlies, yeah. they got us through a dark time. They yeah. got us through the Josh Passner years. Oof. Got us through the Tubby Smith years. Yeah. And Who knew those would be so awful? Oof. <laughs> but anyway, Gordon, where were you when you found out that we had the number two pick? I was driving back to the Cultural Center of the Universe, Memphis, and uh, was uh, listening to uh, the the whole thing on, on the Worldwide Leader and uh, had it up on an app on my phone. While driving? Of, uh, while driving. Uh, listening, listening, not watching, don't worry. I don't, okay. I don't drive distracted, Spencer. Thank you for, thank you for worrying, though. Just, uh, uh, you got a big political career ahead of you, just don't want there to be anything <laughs> <laughs> to get in your way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the worst thing I've ever done, so. Um, mm. Yeah, don't look into my past. Uh, so, <laughs> but, Which uh, Kennedy would you say you're most like, Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> which, which candidate for what? Kennedy. Which Kennedy? Which Kennedy? <laughs> which Kennedy? I don't know. Did they have a dog? They had a dog, right? That's me, man. <laughs> I'm like a dog. Like, I'm not actively thinking about how I'm a wasp descended from bootleggers. <laughs> but I'm really fucking reaping the benefits. And I'm just here. I'm like the like the Kennedy dog is like the Ringo star of the Kennedys. <laughs> Universally loved. Like, no one has a strong opinion. They're better dogs than the Kennedy's dog. Spencer, that, that is a great, a great inverse take. It was. It was it was the coldest take, but the hottest. <laughs> It was, um, it was, uh, it was, uh, absolute zero. <laughs> absolute zero. Yeah. <laughs> it was, what's the ice? What's the ice you can't Freezer touch? Freezer burn? Ooh. What's the ice you can't touch? Dry ice? Dry Nitro. ice. It was a dry yeah. ice take. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me piggyback on a couple of things. <laughs> Please. Please, John. Uh, all right. First of all, um, in terms of citizenship, they asked the immediate aftermath of, this, this is in all sincerity, the, in the immediate aftermath of the lottery they interviewed john morant and they asked him like just like how you know generic question and he was like look i'm gonna be happy to play wherever i'm gonna play i'm gonna be the same person and what i'm looking is to influence them not just on the court but off the court oh my god to, to be like you know someone that kids look up to and like get involved with the community like that's what he said that's this Memphis, is like, man this yeah is like, yesterday like like zion had to be like escorted out of the room we don't want, dude, because Zion is a product of Duke. Yeah. He's a problem, man. He's a problem of Duke. He's a problem oh. of Duke. Uh, <laughs> Look, exactly. But also, if I'm Zion, like, I'm not going to give any, 
like how, what was our maturity level when oh, yeah. we were eighteen or nineteen? Okay, but can we can we talk about numbers? Like, no, I know that like these kids have like <laughs> no, like good for them. Shot. They worked hard. Like they're gifted. They like right. They've worked for what they've got, but they've gotten everything. Right, Except everything they've money. everything they've ever wanted, right. they've gotten. They get to a literal chance lottery, and for some reason, they think that like it's definitely going to go their way. When it's like this is a literal lottery, like it's probably not going to go your way. But isn't that is that not a problem with how the system is? Like, like should we? Well, look, I love the lottery. The Grizzlies have the number two pick. No, I mean I'm not I'm not going for the merits of the lottery. I'm just I'm just like criticizing nineteen year olds. There's a lot to be said about that's that's a tough one. I don't know. I feel like people are really gonna come at you for that one. Nineteen year olds um, are beloved. Do you understand that, Jono? Right. No. Do you understand I, I, how I, big nineteen year olds is gonna come after you? Zion being the biggest nineteen year old, probably arguably the biggest right. nineteen year old, arguably of all the biggest nineteen year old of, of all. Okay. I want to also talk about consequences of the draft. Let's talk about consequences. Okay, so one of the consequences, Spencer, I know you talked about therapy. I don't know if this is a thing that are still around. Are mental hospitals around? Are the, the <laughs> loony beds? Hospitals. Okay. I'm, I'm going way off the, the PC crowd here. I don't know uh, if but, we're even called psychiatric hospitals, but... That sounds right. Right. I just want to establish that they may or may not actually be real things, other than just, like, in <laughs> movies and <laughs> imaginations. <laughs> I almost checked myself into one uh, because getting the number two. <laughs> John, are you confusing the drunk tank with a psychiatric ward? <laughs> because I make this mistake all the time. Like, no, I'm saying that I'm here with you. <laughs> no judgment. Maybe, but, but, like, but like literally I keep having thoughts like, what if Chandler Parsons actually like – starts hitting threes this season like what if Chandler Parsons holds up this year like is the roster gonna come together like no, I just keep having these weird please Chandler don't do Parsons. that to yourself don't, whoa no I think John was on to something Gordon oh no you know let's look no because I want to talk about numbers too it's I want to talk about numbers too oh no it's spreading Spencer what is if you were to go on the Grizzlies store right now you can buy a NBA swingman like top of the line Chandler Parsons jersey for under fifty dollars. Wow! I'm just I looking th- at this from a business standpoint. <laughs> Did you say fifty or fifteen? Uh, there was a time where you could get them for as low as twenty five. I think it's back uh, up to fifty. Okay. That was before before the trade deadline. <laughs> Don't worry, Jono. That's why we didn't get you a Chandler Parsons. We were like, we need to we need to show Jono we value him more than we value Chandler <laughs> we're, Parsons. We're like, Mark might leave. Marcus. You gotta get Jono a good jersey. Just before. for the record, I'm wearing a Marcus All jersey right now. But all I'm saying is, is, look, there is an impending trade war. We don't know what will be valuable <laughs> soon. Crypto is rebounding. Speaking of rebounding, you know who has a career of getting rebounds and hitting threes? Chandler Parsons. Should we not buy out Chandler Parsons jerseys and then wait for him to become a good basketball player and flip them? That's true. With the impending Chinese trade war that we obviously need to cover on this on this Memphis basketball show. Good point. Moving along, we, we, uh, we should really start flipping jerseys. I'm with you. I'm with you, Spencer. I like this. Well, I, I like I this think, thinking. I, well, the other thing though is that most of these jerseys are manufactured in China. Ah. So not to you know bring it full circle, but I think twenty-seven dimensional chess. If you're going to start selling, like hmm. I'm all for the flip because this is a Memphis basketball podcast. But I am a proud owner of some Memphis Express AAF merchandise, which is now you can't buy it anymore. It's true. Now so, the boxing. It's now the And screwing so, over Spencer, local retailers. I, I think that that logic, like, let's 
with the trade war, we're going to set up a circular, like, China's going to, like, we're going to buy from China and then sell off Chandler Parsons jerseys and somehow profit? Yeah, dude. <laughs> that, that same logic is, is what they used on the national media this week oh. in trying to figure out how they're going to get either Zion or Ja to the Knicks. Mm. Like, the national media was in a frenzy trying to figure out how they could manipulate like how it would make sense for actually Zion or Ja to go to the Knicks. 